Welcome to episode 91 here of Drew's Sports Crew here on this Sunday night. Myself, Drew Skyberg, bringing you the news in the sports world. And we, of course, you know, had a wild week. It seems as always, right? I mean, the Packers have a thrilling win in Chicago, right? That was the big story today. And then, of course, the Milwaukee Bucks get the job done with an empty, you know, shorthanded Bucks squad. They they win in Charlotte yesterday. We'll be talking about that, uh, as well as, of course, the Bucks preview for week eight, I believe, already. Time's flying in that season. And also, you know, I, I didn't even mention what I'm talking about first here. We're talking about the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We got updates on the girls' and boys' side for basketball. We'll be focusing on in this episode, of course. We'll be going through your standing updates. We'll be going through stat updates on both sides. And we'll be also um, going through some of the previews there for this upcoming week here, right? I mean, it's one of the first full weeks of just conference games. So that's something to look forward to for, you know, Eastern Wisconsin Conference. But otherwise, announcement-wise, right, follow on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Drew Sports Crew. A lot of great stuff on the TikTok, Instagram, you know, as always. And, of course, Twitter. I, I got some things on there once in a while as well. At Drew Sports Crew, though, contact on any platform, for the hats, right? I mean, I'm wearing them right now. Wearing one. Journey Million one is in the back there. $15 is the price for those. And the people have been buying, and I appreciate everyone you know, for all your support on those. So remember, go check those out. Also, right, Fantasia, um, just a reminder there, they got new. I was, I was informed they got a new promo thing. Of course, the Refer Friend, as I've been hyping up, but they have some, you know, new modifications to it. That's... Um, you know, really exciting. Basically, it was every three referrals that you got a ticket for the entry. Now, though, you know, it has changed. What happens is for every referral you get, um, yourself and the person you referred get a ticket. So basically, a ticket can be used to enter a contest or whatever, right? It's pretty, it's an awesome deal, right? And um, you can check that out. That'll, that's in the link tree down below is where you'll find that. You can just click on the Fantasia link and it'll get you all set up there. Otherwise, you know, we'll go through recording schedule and then I'm going to go through and we'll talk about, right, the Spotify podcast unwrapped that came out. Some exciting stuff on there. Um, but here, let me just pull that up. Um, but the schedule I'll touch on here, the big thing, right, is you know, we got three episodes this week. Of course, you got me right now here for episode 91 of the sports crew. However, we have, you know, Drew's basketball crew coming your way. It'll be either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on the slate. Of course, we've, I've been opting for that Wednesday time. Otherwise you'll find, of course, journey to million Wednesday night, right? Usual time there. Uh, again, drafts are being done before the episode. 5.45, roughly, will be on the air. 5.40-ish, maybe. Uh, and then we'll go till 6.40 is how that rolls. Um, I get that. That'll stick around for next few weeks here. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I, I'm thinking we'll, we'll stick with the Wednesday time um, for late December into January. However, it might be like a 7 o'clock time. We'll, we'll, uh, and, of course, I'll keep you posted on that. But lastly... I've been touching on this in all the episodes this past week. I wanted to thank you, the listener, right? You know, on a successful year here at True Sports Crew. So I'm going to go through some of the numbers that I got from the podcast. Um, I, I shared some of the story. I've talked about them in prior episodes. So if you've heard those, just bear with me. I want to go through it. 
um, going the the main or there's a few big ones. The growth, especially in just um, going through the most followed podcast, we are in the top fifteen percent in the most followed podcast. Look, this isn't just about me, right? This is about all of us. So the proper, of course, to say we here, and I just want to thank you all on that. I also want to talk about the podcast gains that were experienced in 2022. Again, this is huge. I, I shared this on the story. I've talked about it. So going through it, this past year, up this podcast, Drew Sports Crew, up 220% uh, for the followers. So big numbers there. And then for streams, up 164%. Listeners, up 156%. And then up hours, 112%. Look, these numbers are just a reflection on the work I've done. Look, this is a reflection on you, the listener, for all the help, right? I mean, guys that journey to a million. Look, this isn't just, you know, this isn't just a one-man wrecking crew, right? I got people helping me along the way, and again, I want to thank you all on that. I truly appreciate all the support, and I've talked about it, you know, big things planned, right, in year three, 2023, and this is just a start. So, again, thank you, everyone, for all your support, and I'm looking forward to what the future brings here on the podcast. We got some great stuff coming up. We're finally going to do that Thrive Fantasy giveaway on Wednesday, right? I mean, just another way giving back to the listeners for all their support. Also, we got a Christmas giveaway coming your way. Announcements for that will be out in a few weeks. So keep that in mind. But again, thank you all. And some great numbers there on the growth. So really put a smile on my face last week seeing that. And let's go through here on the Eastern Wisconsin Conference. We'll, we'll, we'll talk some high school here. We'll start on the girls' side, and this past week, right, brought us some conference games, and we'll go through some of the standings here. So right now in conference, we got Brilliant and Chilton, the lone undefeated teams. Yeah, that, that was quick, right? Two games in, three games for some teams, only two unbeaten teams left. Brilliant and Chilton, those lone two, two and zero in conference, and three and one for Brilliant overall, five and zero for Chilton overall. So. There you go. Nice start for Chilton on that five-game start to start the year. New Holstein, 2-1. and one. They are 4-1 and one overall. Kiel, Roncalli, 1-1 one one in conference. 2-3 and three for Kiel overall. Roncalli, 2-2 two two overall. Valders, 1-2 in conference. 1-5 overall. Sheboygan and Two Rivers are rounded out. Oh, both 0-2 in conference. However, Sheboygan Falls, 2-3 overall. Two Rivers, 1-5 overall. Let's go through the stats here. Allison Kakis leads the conference in scoring 24 a game for her. Grace Shizzle in second, 23.6. Adeline Hurl, 17.3. Addison Schwealy, 15.8. And then Peyton Grenza rounds it out here, 15.6. So two scores from New Holstein, not Chilton. New Holstein are in the top five. And then four rebounds a game per game. Peyton Grenzer leads the way, 15.8 rebounds for her. Adeline Hurl, 12 on the dot for her. And then Allison Kakis, 11 for her. Assist per game, Allison Kakis, 5.2 assists per game. Olivia Shue with 5. Alyssa Wolfel with 4.6. So let me read Allison Kakis' line for you guys through, this would be six games for two rivers. She is currently averaging 24 points. She's averaging 11 rebounds. So here it is, 24, 11, and 5, basically. 5.2 assists. I'll round it down. So, I mean, just looking at those numbers, right, video game numbers here for Kekis to start the year through six games is what it is. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that continues 
certainly right now looking like a conference player of the year. Can't count on any can't count out Grace Shizzle, Adelin Hurl as well. You know, both have been doing very well, even Peyton Grenzer of New Holstein. For games this week, though, we have a full slate. I mean, I I mentioned like we have mostly all conference games and on the girls' side though, we got some non-con here on Monday. So that would be tomorrow night. This episode again will be coming out Spotify Monday morning. So if you're listening then tonight, right? Algoma will travel the two rivers to face the Raiders. Ron Colley, then they got a game at Sevastopol. And then we have Sheboygan South traveling to Sheboygan Falls. And that's on Tuesday. So the Tuesday other games, um, Keel and Kiwani is the lone other one. However, EWC conference action picks back up on Thursday. We got Shilton, Two Rivers, Keel Valders, Ron Colley, New Holstein, and Sheboygan Falls and Brilliant. On Saturday, then, we got some more non-count games, and that'll wrap it up for the week, then. It's Cedar Grove, Belgium, traveling to Valders. Ron Colley, then, traveling to Kohler. So, there you go. That is your recap here for EWC for the girls. So, you know, the stats there, brilliant. Chilton still off the hot start. Will they stay undefeated in conference? We'll wait and see on that. But let's go to the boys' side here. So the boys, they have a full week, basically, of conference games here. And it's Tuesday, Friday this week, all those conference games. We have some good ones, too. Um, I'll start again in standings here and going through it. Brilliant. Keel, Roncalli, Valders each win their first conference game. There's only been one conference game played so far. And Chilton, New Holstein, Sheboygan Falls, Two Rivers were the losers in those, so they are 0-1. However, I'll go through the overall records. Brilliant 2-0 overall. Keel 2-0 overall. Roncalli 1-0 overall is what I'm seeing. I thought they lost the game, though. I guess, no, they, they did They did beat Chilton. Um, Roncalli did win that one, so they are 1-0. Um, Valders 2-1. Chilton, 1 and 2. New Holstein, 0 and 3. Sheboygan Falls, 0 and 2. And then Two Rivers, 2 and 1. So those are your standing updates there. Let's go to the stats. Brady Richards of Two Rivers. So on boys and girls' side, we have a Two Rivers Raider as the leading scorer. So I wanted to throw that out there. It's quite the stat. Jeremy Lorenz of Brilliant with 23 a game. Cole Hovey, Valders, 22.3. Pierce Arns. 20.0 and then Max Miller 19.0. Um, then we got Grant Munns leading rebounds per game. Shocker 17 a game for him. Max Miller with 15. Jeremy Lorenz 12 and a half assists per game. Parker Brown 7.5 assists a game for him to start the year. That is through two games. If you're wondering, Pierce Arns five assists. Cole Hobie 3.7. Those are your stat leaders on the boys' side. So let's go through then the conference game. So we have we get some good ones coming up, you know. Um, Valders and Children should be a good one. That is on Tuesday. Uh, so tomorrow night, you got that 7 p.m. Again, if you're listening on Monday. Holstein and Ron Colley, Sheboygan Falls Keel, Two Rivers Brilliant. So, you know, I think Chilton Valders will be the best game out of those. Then on Friday, Valders and Keel will be a great one. Um, and then we have Two Rivers Roncalli could be a good one. I'd be intrigued to see that. Um, Sheboygan Falls, New Holstein, and then Brilliant Chilton. Probably a pretty balanced night overall for all four matchups. I think they'll, there should be some competition involved in each of them. I do think Valders and Keel will be the most competitive, but 
That's where I'm out at that. Saturday, we got some nice conference non-con games. We have Cedar Grove, Belgium traveling to Valders as well for this. 2.30 is this game. Then at 6 o'clock, you got Wrightstown traveling to Brilliant, though. So should be a nice competitive game there for, for the Lions. Get them some good non-con competition is what you're looking for on that. But otherwise, right, like to keep these the EWC part here brief on these episodes. Again, th- special thanks to Wisports.net. That link is down below. Again, special thanks WSN for all and then check them out, of course, for all of your high school sports needs, right? For basketball, football, whatever sport you're looking for, check out Wisports.net. All right, let's move out over here to the professional side. We'll start in the world of football. Yeah, we'll go to the NFL. We'll talk about that Packer game we witnessed today at noon on Fox. It was a good one for the Packers. Not a good one if you're a Bears fan, though. Aaron Rodgers um, didn't play the best in this one, but you know um, played well enough to get the job done. Had his defense come up big with some crucial turnovers. You know they forced some nice ones there. Three total turnovers in the game were forced by that Packer defense. Bears. Again, had three turnovers. Over touching on team stats first. Um, if you you just saw total yards, you'd be looking at you know Bears could have won this game. You know it was something Bears put up over 400 yards of offense. This offense is looking a lot better than the Bears first met the Packers earlier in the year. Packers put up 357 yards of offense against a depleted Bears defense that still put up a fight and a good chunk of drives. It was 10 10 points only allowed through three quarters. They put up 18 in the fourth. It was kind of the, that difference. In terms of time of possession, uh, Packers won that category 32 and a half minutes to 27 and a half, basically. And then the Packers had more first downs, 21 to 15. So, you know, looking at the other metrics, right, that turnovers, three to nothing, the time of possession, first downs, you can see where the Packers won the game. And they won again by nine points. Otherwise, um, going through a little bit of the scoring summary. Uh, yeah, Cario Santos had that 40-yard field goal. 3-0 was the score to start for the Bears. 50, a 55-yard run by Justin Fields. Quite the run for him. 10-0 it was. End of one. Packer fans were like, what is going on? Mason Crosby, though, answers with a field goal in the second quarter. David Montgomery gets a 7-yard touchdown run. Extra point missed, however. 16-3 your score. Bears up. Christian Watson, you guessed it. 14-yard touchdown pass. Um, had that 16 to 10 was the score at half. Cario Santos adds another field goal in the third quarter. Third quarter was really boring. I mean, that was kind of a takeaway. It was like, oh no, this is a little boring. And then Aaron Jones uh, was questionable like a lot throughout the game. He came in, went out. And what happened was, um, you know, it was AJ Dillon who, who uh, stepped up, 21 yard touchdown run. 19 to 17 was the score. Then the Packers get a field goal. They tack on, go up 2019. Christian Watson with a 46 yard run. And then um, Aaron Rodgers had a pass to Mercedes Lewis for a two point conversion on that touchdown. So Watson has two touchdowns. Um, again, it's it's been, I mean, I talked about last, last week, uh, Watson having this like, you know, top 1% percentile athleticism that's you know has kind of elevated his game right I mean he's had injury issues but when he's on the field I mean you can see he's he's an athlete and he's just he's very skilled at that and I just 
for him, basically, I'm looking for right some of those receiving skills in terms of you know make route running is a big one. I feel um, if he improves on you know we'll see his game elevate. I mean that, that's where you'll see you know if you want to see him develop into a guy like even Justin Jefferson, right? Which I don't think is you know I I would want that of course, but you know Jefferson of course being like you know, a generational type of talent there at receiver. Um, if Watson can get into that sort of, you know, route running, if he can get some, some of those skills, you know, I really think, you know, who knows what the ceiling is for a guy like Watson, but I mean, through the game on the receiving side, it was three receptions, 48 yards. You know, it was okay with a touchdown. Um, a big, again, that 46 yard touchdown run was big for him. AJ Dillon led the way rushing 18 to 93. This is the usage, you know, as if, let's say, you know, fantasy football even. I mean, you'll hear me talk about this probably on Journey to Billy. You drafted A.J. Dillon for games like this. I mean, you drafted them for, you know, Rodgers throwing the ball maybe 30 times tops, throws the ball 31 today. Um, And then you're hoping, I always like to think like 60 plays, right? You're hoping for A.J. Dillon to get like 15 carries, and you're hoping like Jones to then get like 10, 10, 15 of the other carries, and then plus those receptions. You were drafting Jones because the reception upside, which he had five receptions today and nine targets. Or not nine targets, five targets. You were drafting AJ Dillon for like the for games like this, right? That 5.2 yards an attempt, rushing touchdown, that uh, red zone threat, you know, a uh, goal line guy, right? And he, he was that guy today. So, so dynasty holder like myself, you, you love what you saw today. You, you're you're confident that you know it becomes ever if it ever becomes AJ Dillon's backfield. He will prevail. Alan Lazard, 5 for 67 in this game. No touchdown for him. Uh, Christian Watson, I talked about. Robert Tunyon was 1 for 10. Samori Torrey got involved here, 1 for 7. Cobb had no receptions on the day, um, but four targets. On the Bears' side, Justin Fields was fairly efficient. You know, 20 of 25 was Fields. However, five of his or two of his five incompletions were interceptions, but QBR. 90.6 compared to Rogers 51.9. So, you know, that was pretty good to see if you were a Bears fan there for Fields. Fields again on the ground, averaging 11.8 in attempt. Only six carries, though. You have to, you know, assume that some of that injury was involved of him not getting more carries because, you know, he when he got carries, he was effective, it felt. And especially that 55-yard touchdown for him. David Montgomery looked good, 14-61, 4.4 yards in attempt with a touchdown for him. Plus, Montgomery had four receptions on the day. Equiminius St. Brown had a big 56-yard reception on Jair Alexander. That was nice to see for him. Cole Komet, 6 for 72. Nikhil Harry, um, it was good to see him in the stat sheet. Um, one for 49, that 49-yard reception. It was his lone target of the day, too. It was kind of the crazy thing. Claypool actually, you know, was second on team in targets. Komet had seven targets, and Claypool five of twenty-eight on the day. Decent game. That fumble lost was kind of a crucial thing there for the team. Um, otherwise, on the defensive side, you know, Quay Walker had a pretty good day. Uh, you know, Jair. If you look at the stats, um, the stats will tell you he he had an incredible day. But again, if you were watching the game, you know you. Seven tackles, two for loss. Um, you know, he had, he had some pressures, uh, but otherwise, looking at it, you know, um, he also had the interception, but 
just watching the game, right? I mean, there you got burnt in coverage, uh, played some, you know, jump, try to jump some routes that he shouldn't have jumped. Uh, look, didn't look as great as you know stats will tell you basically. And otherwise, right? I mean, Quay Walker, I talked about having a nice game. I do like Kingsley and Agbear. I mean, we we've touched on that. Um, this came up big, right, with um, Rashawn Gary out. Otherwise, this defensive unit, you know, allowing 400-plus yards, it's hard to say, like, this unit collectively played good. I think there were some bright spots, you know, I, I'd say that. But otherwise, uh, Jack Sanborn on the Bears side, that rookie out of Wisconsin, right, you're a Badger fan, you know all about him. Had a big game, 11 total tackles, one for a loss. Uh, was seemed like he was involved in every play. And, of course, the Chicago defense trades a lot of talent, so it was pretty depleted. Um, I think Hank Sammer was the main, main guy who stood out today for them. Uh, the secondary certainly looked inexperienced, and they showed that, right? Rodgers was able to take advantage on some plays where he needed to. Uh, we did see Randall Cobb back for a punt today. I think that was that was something, you know, I thought was interesting. But otherwise, I mean, not really – much else in this one. Packers on a bye next week. We'll be just we won't have a game to preview, but we'll be talking previewing ne- the next week's matchup there for the Packers. But they moved to five and eight, and what that means is, um, you know, I mean, divisions certainly kind of like out. Of, you know, it's out of sight. But uh, what we're seeing though is we are seeing the playoff picture. I'll touch on it. That tie makes it a little a little interesting. They're kind of in their own spot, um, being the five and eight. Basically, the Atlanta Falcons have a tiebreaker over the Packers right now, based on strength of victory, um, which is a stat they use. Um, otherwise, you know, did they're behind Detroit, um, Washington? It, it's kind of a, a little bit of a mess there, but um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, the Packers if they make a little bit of run they could be you know they have to get pretty lucky as they they're not going to hold like any of the tiebreakers unfortunately against those playoff teams considering they've lost against those playoff teams so we'll keep that in mind here but again they have a buy in week 14 but we go to week 15 and you'll find them against los angeles the rams so a winnable game at lambo monday night you gotta like their odds in that one they could potentially move their six and eight, but we, we talked about they go they go to Miami on Christmas, so it's like okay, um, you could win, and then that might be that could be the nail in the coffin there on Christmas at noon on Fox. So well, that'll wrap it up for the Packer discussion here. We'll go to the world of the Milwaukee Bucks here before we wrap up, and I want to announce tomorrow there will be, of course, a new Milwaukee Bucks you know season. The re- weekly preview, the team picks, whatever you want to call it, where I pick the Milwaukee Bucks record. I predict the Milwaukee Bucks record. A new post will be out for that. Special thanks to, from, to Zach from Journey Million. Zach Roush helped me out with a template. Looks looks awesome. You'll check, you'll see it tomorrow. And you know we're looking to move some of that around. And of course, let let us know what you think. You know if you think there's some improvements. If you think there's something. We should be doing differently. Always open to feedback. Got at True Sports Crew is where you can reach me on there. However, let's go through the week, this past week. So, uh, of course, we start, we go from Monday to Sunday. That's how we roll. 
and we have right. We had New York. We talked about the Knicks. Um, you get the win at Madison Square Garden, one hundred nine to one hundred three. Giannis puts up thirty seven. Seems like when Giannis plays, whenever he plays the New York Knicks, even if it's if it's at the Garden, I mean, it, you, Giannis goes off 37-13-7 Was that game there? And then you got a tight one. It was at home against the Lakers on ESPN, one thirty three one twenty nine final. The Bucks fall in that game, and that was that game was frustrating from um, a Bucks fan perspective. Of course, you know when you lose to the Lakers, lose to LeBron and AD. Um, again, I just AD he matches up so well against this Bucks team because uh, it's like Giannis, you want you know against like LeBron, you want him. You want him in the paint. I mean, of course, perimeter is fine, but they uh, they did a great job. Of course, um, um, having you know Darvin Ham, Bucks former assistant on their team, uh, they, they were able to take advantage of some mismatches. They were able to create mismatches, and I felt, you know, not just like Brook Lopez, but it's th- these are games where it sometimes can be tough to play Brook Lopez. Um, the plus minus minus six for him. So it's not like he was this minus, you know, 20 guy, but you know, that minus six, I think it ended up hurting the bucks more than it shows. Um, you know, he has three blocks, uh, plays. Okay. Uh, offensively, it's just defensively. There's some mismatches that get created just because, you know, I mean, just unfortunate with right. How, you know, his size and where he is in his career. Um, not the not the best matchup against this team, but uh, you can also right point to like Pat Connaughton, three for ten. Some of those guys in the bench not performing as well, or than Bobby. But otherwise, I mean, Middleton in his debut, he looked he looked okay. I mean, it was first game back. I mean, seventeen and seven, seventeen point seven assists. Uh, you know, like defensively, I think of course you you could tell um, it, it's been a while for Middleton, but. Um, I'm certainly pleased with what I saw from Chris Milton in this game. Uh, defensively, threes weren't necessarily the issue. It was 11 for 26. I mean, it's solid, but like they only made 11 threes. It was they were just efficient. I mean, they shot 53% from the field. Uh, Bucks also shot 53%. They were just able, you know, they got to the free throw line 24 times. Not when you they came in the NBA, but um. You know, it was pretty balanced. They they ran mostly with a seven man rotation. They they played this game pretty competitively. Bucks going more with like nine, eight or nine men. Um, but just wanted to throw that game in. That was a huge one there in, of course, Milwaukee. And again, Darvin Ham makes that return to Milwaukee. Gets the win. Good for him, right? Respect his job, his role with the Bucks these past few years. But um, just an unfortunate loss for the Bucks. Let's continue with the schedule here. Uh, we had, of course, that back-to-back. I was like, oh, no, Bucks are going to bench a lot of players. They did. They, they benched almost everyone, right? I mean, Bobby Portis led that team to a victory on Saturday. It was an awesome one for the Bucks. You got to love it. Bobby had 28-7 in that game, his best game of the year, I'd say. And they're able to um, you know, win that. No Giannis, I mentioned. No Drew. No Chris. And you still get the job done, so you got to be pleased with those results. And I just want to touch on the stats a little here, how they managed to do it. And the stats tell tell you, right, I mean, you mentioned Bobby. Jordan Mora, 
was 7 for 11 in that game. Brooke Lopez played. It was Javon Carter, Grayson Allen, those guys. And then we saw Sandra Maugaljvili. Uh, Thanasis out to Kumbo play in this one, 18 minutes. Grayson or George Hill played 26 minutes. AJ Green played 14. And they were still able to get the job done. It was exciting for the Bucks, I'd say, to say the least. And again, they move their 16 and 6. And that, you know, touching on for next week. I'll I'll touch on a little bit of the prediction here. And of course, the the new post I, I've been mentioning. A lot more interactive, right? It kind of shows you where the instead of just telling you well, what record the Bucks are, it's going to show you where they are. It's going to say it's going to show again where they are, of course, in the playoffs, and kind of where where they are. You know, where, where are these games I'm talking about? So if you're, you know, not always able to catch an episode, you can just catch a little snapshot of what's going on in the world of basketball. So you know, they they go Monday night, tomorrow night at Orlando, six o'clock game. Um. Hopefully all the full squad's ready for that one. Then you go back to Milwaukee. The schedule gets a little interesting. I'll just kind of you know map this out. So you got a day of travel. You go back to Milwaukee. You face Sacramento Wednesday against the Bucks at home. And then after that game ends, you got to go to Dallas. You play there at 9 p.m. on ESPN. And then uh, Sunday, December 11th at Houston. Is that game 6 p.m.? So four games there. Um, should be interesting there. That Friday one on at ESPN or on ESPN at Dallas 9 p.m. That's the game I got the most in at Dallas. They win the one in in Milwaukee again. This Dallas squad, Luka Doncic, of course, is the story. But um, I, I, you know, the I like their chances against Sacramento at home. Orlando and Houston are are still you know they're rebuilding teams, right? So. You gotta like the odds there for the Bucks, and otherwise, I'm not trying to get too ahead of my, myself. But the schedule next week gets exciting. A lot of you know tough games there, some good competition. Otherwise, a three and one record is my prediction this week. And yeah, I mean that is gonna wrap it up for myself, Drew Skyberg here on episode 91. Again, I'll be back here Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, maybe depending on course with the games with what slate we'll be looking at depends on what day drew's basketball crew will come your way so again now I'll wrap it up for myself drew skyberg here on this sunday night thank you all for listening to another episode of drew's sports crew the perfect podcast for you